this episode, I talk about the mother wound. What is it? How do we identify it? And how do we heal from it? Welcome back to episode nine. Now, if you're listening to these like in the order that they were created, I've moved from last week's episode was about permission to be a beginner. Um, this makes absolutely no sense. I'm just jumping right in with a new topic, but it's really important because I promised myself when I started this podcast that what I would keep it as close to the stuff that I was looking at myself. So every time that I grow or learn or, you know, find a new thing, I would share it here without overthinking it and bring it to you with honesty and just as it is without the way we, you know, wait for things to be perfect. No, there's none of that. So today's topic is I'm going to be talking about the mother wound. Now, I know I've asked people, I even asked my sister a few days ago, did you ever hear? I was just so excited because I'm writing about this topic at the moment, right? So this is the backstory. So I'm writing a book and in that book, I am writing about basically everything that I can put in, everything that I've learned over the last two to three years in self-development, I suppose, is the easiest topic heading to give it. All the things that have helped me grow and be more confident and have self-belief. But to do all of that work and to do all of that writing, I wanted to give you the easy way. Because when I learned these things, I was like, right, geez, everyone should know this. I'm going to compound it all into a book so people can just go into a shop, buy the book and know what to do. You know, the feeling of like, I wish someone told me this a few years ago. I really genuinely wish I knew some of these things a bit earlier. So in the writing of the book, which has been going on since last June, I basically came across this topic of the mother wound. So when I was asking my sister during the week, I was like, I'm crying every day over this thing. Like the process of writing is you'll write, you'll cry. It's very therapeutic. It's heavy, but you have to kind of go through the work, you know. So I had been avoiding this kind of mother wound and I was reading around it and, you know, writing things. But with a few days off last week, I was like, right, this is the time to get stuck in. So as I was having all of these like, you're not going to believe what I learned about this. I was on to my sister. She's like, the mother wound. Never heard of it. No idea what you're talking about. What is it? And it's only when somebody asks you like, and this is a technique I use when I'm helping people with their marketing. When someone asks you, like just say if you were up at the coffee counter or you were out in a pub or you just bumped into someone, the more you know about something, the easier you can talk about it, right? So the more fluid you are and the more you bring it down to the people, the, the terms of the language of the people. So instead of a big, long, fancy introduction of what your business is about or what the topic you're talking, you should be able to get to it simply. I'm not doing a great job of that today here, clearly. But what I'm saying is, you know, when she asked me, what is the mother wound? Like to actually articulate it in one or two sentences was difficult, you know, because that's I'm still doing the work. I'm still figuring it out and learning about the topic. Um, so then when I kind of explained it to her, she was like, OK, that's interesting. <laughs> so I suppose in the context of how I came across it, that's what I'm going to share with you today on this podcast. So like I said, when I was doing all that self-development work, um, the digging, as I'd call it, the dig. So like you lift the hood and you figure out, right, first you identify, well, why am I not confident? Obviously, I teach people how to be confident. I teach people how to get on camera and all that kind of thing in a light, easy, digestible way, right? But when you get to the first layer, so like with every every level, you know, new level, new devil, isn't that what they say? Every time you kind of get to a new thing, there's more to learn about it. And it's, you know, just when you think you've got a breakthrough, there's another level to get through, right? So it's the same with the self-development work. So when I was figuring out, well, 
I kind of had this false sense of confidence, I would have called it. Like I thought I was confident, but I actually wasn't deep down. So as I strip back the layers, it's like an onion. Every time you peel back another layer, there's another strong scent under it, you know. Um, so when I was getting to like, I finally got it right. Well, there's no reason why I shouldn't be confident. There's no reason why I don't have you know, that I should have good self-worth and good self-belief. So the more digging around and the more peeling back the layers, I got to this point where I had this, I suppose the, the first cue was I had this obsession with learning, right? So when I was in college, I had much interest in it, to be quite honest. I was like, oh, just go through the motions, get through college. I was meant to come back and do a master's, but I didn't. I stayed in America instead and decided Eric to hell with the masters right then it, when I came back to Ireland a good maybe nine or ten years later I had this kind of obsession I had first of all this weight of right I've been away for nearly a decade most of my 20s so when I came back to Ireland and started comparing myself to others though I had amazing experience in the states like as in actual work experience you know and new skills and all the rest of it when you come back into Ireland after being away which is probably a whole nother topic for a podcast episode but I felt like an alien and then you know trying to fit yourself into the kind of like career that oh well you need five years experience in this and five years experience in that I didn't really fit in when I came home first I was very like oh, I had all these fabulous skills but nobody wanted to hear anything about them you know they just wanted to know that you were on this linear path of tick the box how many years experience so I didn't get the roles that I wanted to. Like I, had, when I left America, I was working in fashion. So when I came back here, I thought, like, God, with the experience I had, which was unbelievable, I'd walk into a job here, but it wasn't the case, you know. Most of the fashion stuff was in Dublin. I wanted to live in Cork. And anytime I went and spoke about my experience in America, they didn't believe it. Like there was brands that I had worked with that they were like, not. they just, they couldn't take it in, right? So that like made me doubt myself and made me kind of feel a bit like, oh, I have to start all over again here. Like, unless you have a master's or, you know, you need, I need to up my skills and keep learning. So I got stuck into office work. I just took a job for six weeks. It was meant to be some kind of cover work for six weeks. I ended up staying there a couple of years. But in that time, I was like obsessed with learning, like to a point that it wasn't healthy. Like I was, you know, this is when I, I suppose I had just come up around the time of having my first child um, and after that first maternity leave I was like right I need to level up again and putting pressure on myself basically because I was like right the time is ticking I need to get ahead an unhealthy obsession with learning I suppose is the easiest way to describe it like I had a degree but now I decided I need to go back and do a master's now of course I took on a master's that was a full-time daytime master's but I split it over two years while I was working full-time and also while I was trying to take on client work to get experience so like ridiculous pressure to put myself under when I was a new mother but when I started the digging that I was talking about I know you're like she's going all over the place here but there's there is a reason because when I got to the point where I started to really look at this was I suppose by the time I had my second child then where I was like, right, I'm disappointed in my career. Now I feel double pressure because I have a second child and I'm still not where I want to be. And, you know, started to kind of do the looking outwardly for all the answers when in fact the begin within part, that needed to, ha to happen, right? So I was like, right, unraveling the stories I had told myself, I suppose, is the softest way to describe it. And when I got through to like, right, okay, I don't have any self-worth was the glaring hole that I found in my, in the work that I was doing. 
I was like, how, how is it that I don't actually think I'm worthy? Or why, like, why is that? So what are all these stories that have crept into my subconscious? How do they get there? But more importantly, how the hell do I get rid of them? Because now that I've identified them, I need to get them out of my way and clear them out of the way. But like what I had come down to was, again, not to talk about my mother, you know, it's not in a bad way, but like she had been born in a mother and baby home. She had then been fostered out in awful circumstances to a very poor family. She didn't get any of the opportunities that she should have got. And she basically was like at the age of like when you'd go into secondary school, which would be about the age of 13. She was so hungry to learn and, you know, proved herself to be very good at school um, like doing people's homework to get their lunches kind of thing. Horrifically sad stories. But she was told she had to go out to work. Like really the, the family that took her really only took her and another child as a source of income. So she was put out to work at 13 or 14, which look in that generation, lots of others were in the same boat, but horrific that she had been separated from her own mother to end up in, instead of putting into her good adoptive home, they put her into a home that basically only saw her as a source of income. So she went out to work and didn't get the education that she wanted and deserved. And that dictated the path or the direction that her life went. Um, But, you know, as I suppose our brains are always listening, aren't they? So like the story she would have told herself over and over again was the fact that she didn't have an education. That was the proof that her subconscious needed to not feel worthy enough. So she had this underlying, first of all, rejection and sense of abandonment, no doubt, because she was, you know, adopted in horrific situations that... I mean, it's now opened up and the whole country knows about this, but this is a big scar, a big, real heavy trauma that our country has gone through and hasn't healed from it. So like basically the bottom line is that was trauma. So you can have trauma, you can have major trauma, like my mother's situation, or you could have micro traumas, like something down to something that somebody said to you as a child could actually be traumatic, you know? So like in my mother's case, or in my, I suppose, my lineage, you could say, there definitely was a thread as we got to know the people afterwards when we did find my her birth, her birth mother. She was from a line of very strong women. Um, but because the way society was at the time, they didn't get to make the choices. So there was a bit of oppression there as well, you know. But like underneath that, the bottom line was a deep sense of unworthiness and low self-worth in my mother and that dripped down to me and this is what they call the mother wounds right so it's basically subconsciously whatever traumas were unhealed in your mother now this isn't at all because I know I'm all about women in business and all about female empowerment this is nothing to do with male or female female it's not that I'm saying men don't have trauma and men don't have a mother wound wound men could also have a mother wound from what they absorbed from their mother But I suppose the line of inquiry that I was going through was that I had directly pinpointed this fact that there's no, now that I've cleared everything out, there's no other reason that would be causing me to feel so unworthy and so um, having such low self-worth back then. Like I've obviously, there's a multitude of things that can, you can fix, you can fix all these things is the first thing to say, right? But in my case, I had to go back and figure out where they came from first So as children, we are basically programmed. Now, you've heard me say this before. A mother's heart is a child's classroom. And that's a beautiful, lofty, dreamy statement that 
I, I actually can't find the source of who wrote that. I remember finding it years ago and it just blew my mind when I read it. Like the children model themselves on us, monkey see, monkey do, how they learn to love, how they learn to process anything is by watching the mother. And sometimes this is very subconscious and it can be a beautiful thing that they learn kindness from you. They learn how to love, they learn how to express their emotions. But it can also be that they learn you know, they get programmed by the trauma that you were programmed with, you know. So like whatever wound was not healed, trauma leaves a residue. This is the key thing. Trauma leaves a residue. OK, so any emotions we feel, any trauma we feel, any hurt, it does get trapped in our bodies. It gets trapped in our energy and it gets trapped in our subconscious. So if we can't cut the cord, is probably a bad way to say it, but like, we nearly need to cut the cord, identify if there is a mother wound there that you need to heal from. And like, to be honest with you, no matter how amazing your relationship with your mother, like I have a fantastic relationship with my mother. We never had any issues, but I know from a very young age, the more I learned about her story and she wasn't like pushing it down my throat, the more it came up and the more I learned about her childhood, the more that like she didn't really have a mother figure to say, you know, she didn't learn anything like the nice stuff, I suppose you could say from from her mother, her birth mother. Obviously, she was separated from unwillingly. Um, but the trauma was left with her. She was scarred and she, her mothering then became, as a result of that, how she mothered me, there was gaps in that too. And this isn't a blame game. This isn't going back saying, oh, everything that I'm not today is because of the way you mothered me. But like, even today, if you were a parent today, right? Even you picking up your phone while your kids are looking for your attention, that actually is a trauma for them because they feel a sense of abandonment, you know? So like it has reframed how I parent. I have a long way to go. Like I, it's definitely something that I'm working at getting better at. But this, the, the hidden gift in all of this has been, not only is it helping me to go back and heal my own wounds, you could say, because really until you find what's holding you back, you can't heal it and replace it and do all the other things that I teach people actually. But like, you know, I will be writing more about this in the book. So it's not like I can tell you all of this in one episode of a podcast. But I suppose it's just to teach you that sometimes the kind of broken bits and I know we're not broken, but like the bits that you just can't get past or that are holding you back and you don't know what they are and you can't identify. Sometimes, sometimes these are actually something that you have inherited. So it's stories that were ingrained or etched into your subconscious that you had no power over but they actually have programmed how you operate so like the subconscious you know I'm obsessed with that whole work Bob Proctor is most of it is where I learned from it but learned it from rather but you know and I could spend a whole other episode talking about that I'm not going back to blame parents in any means so don't be like if this is triggering anyone to say like that's terrible she's blaming her mother for everything I'm absolutely not but I can know that I've done all this work and that I'm writing about it to help you and help others who have never heard about it. I want to raise your awareness around it to help you to grow. And that's what all of this podcast um, shiz has been about, hasn't it? <laughs> like to help you to grow, help you to learn. But this has been a huge thing for me that has uncovered so much and it's leading me to my own liberation, which is very, I know it sounds cheesy, but it genuinely has been the the catalyst and has helped me to cultivate kind of a courage practice that I have to be brave and courageous 
to really go into the wounds. And like when my sister said, well, great, that's interesting. I understand now she'd be more, her brain is more scientific than mine. So she was kind of thinking more, well, is this, how does it pass on? Is it by osmosis? Is it, you know, how do, how does a child learn this? Which made me start looking into, well, maybe there's something in the DNA, like our cells change, the DNA structures can change. Is, does the trauma get stuck there? So that's what I'm researching at the moment. But I suppose she said like, but how, how do we, if we know that we have issues that we kind of learned from our mothers, basically, how do we fix it? So like, again, that's a heavy topic. Like, you know, how do you heal anything? You have to go back and sit in the pain. But the fear comes up in people because they're like, I don't want to go back. Like our, when there's a reason why our memory and our brains and our subconscious have actually locked away the trauma and there's a reason why the residue is with us because that is the brain's mechanism for protecting us so like if you had a really horrible trauma you will remember every second of that trauma it's etched into your brain not to keep reminding you of how horrible it was but it's like a filing cabinet for your brain to go we never want that trauma again so we have kind of locked in the emotions the feelings the smells everything that will remind us of that trauma so that we won't go there again but unfortunately the place they lock it into is the subconscious and that taints things you know so like how do we go back and heal anything we have to go back and sit in the pain but the 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 big huge difference here is when you go back now with curiosity and compassion you're actually only going backwards to go forward so it's like going back to the future you can't go forward with these residues unless you go back and clean them out and the only way to go and clean them out is to actually sit with them feel them understand them know where they came from cut the ties and say bye bye now that isn't serving me that's not a story I want to bring forward like that's the light version there's a lot of work around that and I'm learning about that um, and as a matter of fact I had somebody contact me last week who is a psychologist for about 35 years and has now found herself doing this work because it's come up again and again in her practice so she's kind of completely focused on the mother wound so I'm going to have a good chat with her as well to uncover what kind of things to add to my learning that I'm writing about that you will be able to hopefully one day go into a shop and pick up and read about but today's kind of episode basically is about just bringing your awareness to the fact that you know it's not all your fault it's nobody's fault we're not going back to blame anyone but we are going back to find the roots of this story to figure out you know why am I why am I the way I am and to understand better what this whole thing is about so it's like our parents just got up and tried to parent the best way they could and the mother has tried to you know the pressure that's on a mother when she becomes a mother we think we need to know everything which is just craziness really um but it's basically whatever trauma your mother had that was unhealed can actually really slip into your subconscious and into unintentionally like they didn't mean to do that it's just it naturally kind of seeped into us and left a residue there too so like when we go back we have the opportunity now to actually go back with the knowing that we're going back to fix it and not in a negative way but we're going back to reset the narrative and to forgive and to like have compassion for whatever trauma like this this isn't just me saying you should go back and do this like there's actually research into the holocaust like this will give you a much bigger scale of the trauma right 
So they believe that research has been done now on children who survived, their parents had been in the Holocaust, the children hadn't. So people that survived the Holocaust then went and had children. And for some reason, those children had high episodes of post-traumatic stress disorder and all these kind of things like they have researched it that it actually is a thing now we don't know enough about it yet I'm certainly no expert I'm only sharing I'm just putting the spotlight on the areas that have really helped me to sift through and kind of delve into why I am the way I am why certain things have held me back over time unintentionally and I'm here to cut the cord and to break the cycle and now that I have a daughter, I'm already like, oh, maybe there's things that I wasn't fixed yet. I use the word fixed very loosely, but like I wasn't fixed when I became a mother. So have I now impressioned these things onto my children? So and like this is the circle of life. But like we are here to kind of correct the past, but we also have the opportunity now to create the future. So I've just taken it upon myself <laughs> because I have nothing else to be doing. Kidding. Um, that... In the process of writing the book, this wasn't the thing I was planning on writing about. But as the writing began, this is where it has led me. So that's why I'm sharing it here today. Like this has led me to a place that, geez, now my job is actually to learn more about this, simplify it down and translate it to people in a way that they can digest so that we stop this. Like or just the Irish and I suppose the whole Catholic thing and the mother and baby thing, the kind of all of it, the sexual oppression you know, the female disempowerment along the way and all of that stuff, that has left a residue in our psyche and we have not healed it. So as a nation, we have work to do. I'm not saying I'm the Pied Piper of that by any means, but I'm just saying, like, even back to the famine, and I mentioned that recently on my stories, that, like, that left a residue because that was trauma. We haven't dealt with it in a lot of ways and it has kind of left its mark on our society still. The same with the whole mother and baby thing, the whole Catholic church thing, all of that has left trauma and micro trauma in our subconscious, in our psyche as a nation. And we haven't done a thing to heal it. So I'm hoping that me putting a tiny, tiny little spotlight on the concept of the mother wound will maybe give somebody some bit of direction and hope that actually we can go in and we can clear out this residue and we can reprogram ourselves to stop stopping ourselves so that we could actually really empower ourselves and lead our own liberation and be courageous enough to fully sit in our own power you know fully be the people we want to be without the fear of being judged and have that clarity in ourselves so like yes I have two children and I'm a mother but I actually didn't feel really deeply like that I'm a mother until the day that I started to mother myself you know I get I get emotional even saying it but you don't have to be a mother to mother yourself and we all need to learn how to do that because that's the only way that we can really really get past and heal like the healing like growth is where healing happens so every time you have a little growth or I'm sorry, every time you have a little bit of healing, you're also actually growing. That's where you grow. Um, so you're like, you're, my job is to wake people up. I really feel like I'm to wake people up to small things, to big things. But this is definitely one of the bigger ones that has come up in the writing of the book. Um, the never ending book. <laughs> wake people up to their own freedom that they can actually 
step up and give their own gifts to the world and be whoever they wanted to be courageously without worrying about being judged, but without being in the shackles of whatever wounds that they inherited or whatever traumas that they still feel the residue of, you know? So like, you know, you could ask yourself, how does this show up? How does it show up? Like, how would I recognize it? So like, there's a number of different things that I've been reading about that you know, suggest. I mean, again, there's so many different areas that people need to work on themselves. This is only one. I'm not saying that every single thing that you think is wrong with you or that you feel stuck in is based on the mother wound. But definitely for me, it's cleared in the excavation of myself and finding myself. It has definitely been something that has really blown my mind. So like, think of all the ways that maybe, you know, you don't feel good enough or like you might there might be something really obvious that you just don't have a good relationship with your mother but that wasn't the case for me you know something deep down that you feel isn't fully that you're not fully being yourself like this something keeps holding you back maybe you have and it doesn't just mean the mother it could be whoever was your emotional caretaker really um maybe you've suppressed your own feelings because you were afraid to disappoint them so maybe they were rigid or dominant or and like the thing to remember here is those people, were, whoever your caregiver was, they were only doing what they thought was the best thing. And sometimes I have to go like, there's also a chapter in the book called The Softening. When I moved from the hardening to the softening of like the strictness of routines and this is the way it should be and perfection as a mother and all of those things. And to softening into the fact that, you know, we get so caught up in making sure that there's rules and, and lines that they stay between when in fact all they need is that direct love, you know? And like in my mom's case, she was separated from her mother. The bonding that happens between the mother, there's actually a chemical in the brain that is released. Again, there's only research that I'm stumbling across now that's teaching me this, but there is a chemical in the brain. Um, It's like the love the love chemical. It's like the the dopamine or the oxytocin or whatever the actual technical term for it is. It's the trust chemical. When a baby is next to a mother, they need that skin on skin because it's actually their brain learning and the trust and the chemicals that are released in their brain. If you separate the child from the mother, they do not get that and they can get the best routine and the best nanny and the best sleep routine and the best diet. But if they're lacking the thing that allows their body to release that chemical, that's broken and that needs to be fixed and healed. So like there's loads and loads of mothers or children in this country who they didn't get to get that direct line of love, let's just say. Um, and that has an impact on them then because they feel like maybe chemically they may feel like they're not enough because they haven't got that fix that they need in that oxytocin or in that dopamine or whatever it is that was released in your brain. But also they feel like maybe they're not worthy or that, you know, the whoever did care for them, that they will be disrespecting them or dishonoring them if they speak up and show their own minds or what they need or what they want. So like you could be experiencing a lack of confidence. You could be very critical, like your inner voice, like your mother's voice could become your inner critic as well, which is another element of it, you know, so like. You might be so afraid to kind of actualize your own potential or, you know, be stuck in judgment or overthinking um, or, you know, maybe set up boundaries. Maybe you're a people pleaser because you've just been conditioned to please, please, please. You know, like again, in the female kind of psyche, that is a thing that we're so conditioned to be the yes girls and be the good girls and be all of that, that 
sometimes we go so far away from ourselves that we forget what we actually need ourselves. So like you've abandoned yourselves a bit, you know, um, there's so many ways to recognize it. Um, you know, so like just, I suppose, look at your own self, <laughs> your own relationship. It's really about how you heal is starting a new relationship with yourself, basically, and allowing yourself the freedom now to go back and mother yourself, tell yourself, identify the things you didn't get. Maybe you needed to be told you were loved more. Maybe you were need to be praised more. Sometimes it's the obvious things that parents think they're telling you how much they believe in you and maybe they haven't. Or, you know, maybe they just assume because you're good at everything that, oh, sure, yeah, well, of course, you got 100 in your test. Maybe you need to be told. Maybe you need to be told as a child, you know, Um. Maybe you just need to be physically held and told that you are loved and that you matter and that you're significant, you know, whatever the case may be. Look at yourself. What's the thing that you wish a teacher told you? You wish a mother told you? You wish somebody even you, you might even the scary part is that you might go out and replicate these kind of relationships. So if your relationship wasn't as a little traumatized with your parent, you kind of sometimes replicate that relationship in a partner. So like you know, it, it might be an issue that comes up in your relationship when actually it's back to you're mimicking the relationship you had with your caregiver or your mother, you know. So like it's a deep topic, but give yourself space and grace, as I'm always saying, give yourself the space and the grace to go back and find, dig under the hood a little. What's the thing holding you back? Where do you feel like maybe there's little traumas in there in you? And, you know, how are they connected to your mother you know, what is the relationship with your mother now? What was it like when you were a child? Is there a little bit of TLC that needs to go in there now? So can you go in as your own mother into your inner child and learn how to self-soothe yourself, learn how to, you know, get rid of that sense of abandonment? Some people can't be on their own. They, they're just terrified to be alone. And that's often that they feel this deep sense of abandonment that they can't identify. So what do they do when they can't identify it? They pack it away even further into their subconscious. And that's when it starts to fester, you know. So I know this is a very heavy topic today. I did not plan on crying in the middle of it or having a wobble, but there it is. Um, but like, you know, you'll get clarity from this and it will help you to grow. It will lead you in the right direction. It'll wake yourself up to yourself. It's not going to happen after you turn off this episode, but it's a work in progress. And like, no matter how much healing you do and growing you do, that never ends. So like, it's nearly that you're not just going to deal with this big hard topic, which I'm learning now writing the book, like every day I'm having a cry and then I'm, I'm back again. And then I write another thing and I have a cry. All those little releases are, they're all healing. And it's a cumulative effect. It's like a compound effect of every meditation I've ever done. Every time I've, I'm not huge on journaling, but I do write things after meditation sometimes or, you know, stuff like that. All of that is deeply healing. So you just have to let it out. Your job is just to be the gatekeeper and to start getting closer to your emotions. What are they trying to tell you? Where are the traumas? And the more you release of these things, because people think healing is this big, deep process you know, of course, there's professionals to help you through this as well. But the work can begin with yourself. And you can start that process because it's going to be ongoing. And it's going to be forever because every time you get through one layer, you get through another. But like you do end up getting to where I am. And it gets, I'm excited to keep healing and keep healing and keep going in there with what I need, you know, because it gets me clearer and closer to the things that I really want to happen or that are already happening, you know. But the biggest thing or the biggest reason I'm doing it is because I know it can help others. And 
it's such a hard topic that you know you need to separate yourself out from your ego and it's a, it's it's kind of head work but then it becomes heart work you know so like now that I've been shoveling this for a few years now I'm like okay I'm now in a perfect position to show other people I'm not for a minute claiming that I'm a psychologist with 30 or 40 years experience or anything like that I'm just telling you how it is to show you put a spotlight on my bits that I've always said I'm only spotlighting my yucky bits just to help you see that it's possible that you can do it yourself and it can be self-led you know and um, you can basically change the stories that are in your head but you have to identify where those stories are first so for me I just woke up in the middle of my storybook and realized what the hell this isn't the storybook I was meant to be in at all I want to be in a whole other book and then I went about you know changing all of that um, but for you you might be quite happy in your life and you might not have half of the work that I, you you know you might have half the work needed to be done that I've needed to have to be done um but it's a process and the sooner you start it the easier it gets um so yeah there you go I hope today in this episode I went over half an hour um, that you've learned again I hope you're listening to this on the fast forward mode you know the mode that you can listen to <laughs> much quicker um but yeah look my intention here is always genuine it's to share what I'm learning in its raw state not perfect you know I know there's people listening that'll be like well she didn't say that right and in my experience or in my education that's not how you deal you know okay I respect that there's people who know more about this but in this space that I've created it's a safe space to share on what I know each one teach one that's how my business began that's not going to change anytime too anytime soon anything I'm learning I'm passing on to you so that you can grow too so please this is a heavy topic, so I might say be careful who you share it with today. Every other week I'm like, share it out, tell everyone I want to help everyone. This is the work, this is the work that I'm doing and this is what I want to help people with most. Um, of course, it looks like confidence and visibility and all of those things that we get caught up in out there in the kind of marketing world. But this is the deeper work that, this is what, I have a program coming actually in shortly now. Um, until you kind of fix these parts of yourself, you can't really lean in and be fully present and forceful in your business. I think that's just in my humble opinion. They're in parallel with each other. The more you grow yourself, the more your business is going to grow with you because you'll keep having these blind spots that will keep holding you back otherwise, you know, and it will stunt your business growth. So this is about your personal growth, but it absolutely leans into, you know, your professional growth then. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope that I haven't triggered or traumatized anyone by bringing this topic up. But this is just a light introduction to this whole topic. I'd love to get your feedback on it. Did you know about it before? Did you know what the mother wound is? Maybe you'll start looking into it yourself. Maybe you know more about it than I do. Please come and share what you know with me. I'd love to hear all about it. And you can find me at upsherises.ie. This episode has been sponsored by Endermology Cork. Endermology LPG is an intensive and non-invasive treatment for cellulite and fat reduction. It helps shape, contour, firm and slim the body. It also can detoxify the body and improve skin tone. Now who doesn't want some of that?